welcome to TAP, the awesome podcast. My name is Claire Turner and I'm an EFT practitioner, manifestation and mindset coach, the founder of Claire Turner EFT, the creator of Eight Weeks to Weight Loss and the From Doubt to Clout courses. Now, I am obsessed with helping women to overcome feelings of self-doubt and to grow into the awesome and empowered goddesses that they truly are. Now, if you are looking to tap into your divine right to success and abundance, then you have come to the right place, my friend. My goal within this podcast is to help you see your infinite potential, to tap into your personal power and be, do and have whatever you dream of. Thank you so much for pressing play. We're going to have so much fun. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Tap the Awesome podcast. And today I'm chatting with the amazing Claire French. Now, obviously, Claire is amazing because A, uh, she's called Claire, and all Claires are totally awesome. And Claire is also an Australian yoga teacher and wellness expert. And I met her on my journey with Cohen Ray on one of his uh, courses, Nerd and Scale It. And Claire was, I've really, really enjoyed chatting with Claire. She's such a lovely lady. She's been teaching yoga and wellness since she was 2010 and completing her initial training in Rishikesh, <laughs> Rishikesh, India. <laughs> I always struggle with that one. And what really interests me with Claire with regards to her yoga is that she's also got a background in contemporary dance and she, she uses this to create some really interesting yoga classes that kind of utilize really smooth and seamless dance moves with the moves of yoga. Because if you think about it, yoga is quite a, well, it is a very fluid and free-flowing um, form of exercise. So I found this is really interesting. So without further ado, we'll jump straight into it. Um, I hope you enjoy this. If you've got any questions, please let me know if you or anyone you know people, uh, then I would like to come on to one of the podcasts, then also drop me a message. I'm always, always looking for more awesome people. So enjoy, and I will see you again very, very soon. Oh, hello, hello. Welcome back to another Saturday special guest. And today I have the amazing Claire French. Now, Claire is an Australian yoga teacher and wellness expert who has been teaching since 2010. She completed her initial training in Rishikesh, India. Have I said that right? Yes. Yes, that's it. <laughs> I love to use this timeless, potent traditional system with modern science-backed concepts. Now, she is an eternal student and has completed numerous other yoga-related trainings or immersions over the years. Now, Claire also has a background in contemporary dance, and she draws on various movement frameworks to create classes that are seamless, smooth-flowing, and organic. Now, she currently runs an online yoga and wellness studio, which often appeals to the creatives at heart who wish to explore non-linear movement pathways and grounding holistic wellness practices. 
Now, Mandela Tree classes also include regular yoga sessions from other nomadic teachers currently residing in Germany and UK. That sounds fantastic. I'm absolutely thrilled she's really kindly agreed to have a chat with me now to share more about her journey. So Claire, other than having an awesome name, tell us a little bit more about you. <laughs> How did you get to be where you are now? Oh, wow. Um, well, uh, in terms of my yoga journey, um, I got into yoga through my background in contemporary dance because um, a lot of contemporary dance teachers do do yoga as well. Um, it just, they just sort of fit in together really beautifully and um i when i was doing dance at uni i was living with another um, dance student who was a yoga teacher as well and i started to i had experienced yoga before that but that's when i started to get really interested in yoga um, but at the time i was a very poor um, student as you are when you're at uni <laughs> and um <laughs> I couldn't get along to as many classes and workshops as I would have liked. So um, basically we went on a dance study tour to India and that's when I decided, well, I can just go do a teacher's training course, not because I wanted to become a teacher, but because I wanted to learn enough about the practice to be able to um, cultivate a practice for myself, basically. Yeah. So um, I, I combined that with the... Um, the study tour that we did for dance. I went and did a an immersion in Rishikesh and that was the start of the journey basically. So <laughs> I just organically ended up in teaching after that. Um, and I think the year after my teacher's training, which was it was over the holidays in 2010 to 11, mm -hmm. um, Basically, I, I went into this wellness center and the lady was like, after just talking to me, she's like, I want you to be our yoga teacher. And then, um, yeah, I, that's when I started teaching. So um, not, not long after that, yeah. But my, my first class was um, at the teacher's training and then, and then with other people at uni after that, um, I would sort of lead people through classes sort of before performances and things like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, just sort of developed from there. And then I sort of realised that um, the, the deeper aspects of yoga was part of what I loved so much about dance as well because through dance there's these moments where you just kind of get into that flow state and lose yourself in the moment and there's these really beautiful deep moments of connection, especially when you're improvising. And um, I realised through yoga that that was what I had loved so much about dance and then yeah I'd never really connected the two actually but when listening to you say it it is they're both very fluid kind of movements aren't they and they also yeah fluidly lead one into one movement into another movement and there is a that's yeah. sort of the spiritual with that as well yeah yeah absolutely there, there's a lot of crossovers and um I mean, dance can be dance. It can just be the, the movement or it can be quite deep if you're sort of delving into the, the real internal layers of it and then it, dance can become yoga as well. Yes. And it's just like what we perceive yoga to be in terms of the movements, it, it could actually not be yoga. If you're sort of thinking about yoga in a more philosophical, um, traditional sense, yoga means union, that, that connection of bo um, body, mind, spirit, breath or that connection to our 
inner selves to the outer world or to um, a universal consciousness or higher power, or, you know, whatever you believe in. And yeah, you can, yoga can either be that or uh, it can just be more like a stretch class if it's sort of missing that, that element because that's, that's what it's about. Yeah. So you can find yoga in different things. That's yeah. a really nice way of looking at it. I'd never, I'd never really approached it like that before. So I know yeah. for myself, I tend to get a little bit bamboozled because there seems to be so many different yoga styles or mm-hmm. um, names. So is there a certain one that you really prefer and, and why would that be? So I, I really love practicing and teaching a mixture of traditional hatha yoga and creative vinyasa flow. Um, so creative vinyasa flow is, is basically just a form of vinyasa. Um, vinyasa is the, the movement with coordinating with the breath. Okay. And the creative aspect just means that you can sort of bring in influences from other um, movement practices that you have. So there might be creative vinyasa teachers that are drawing in a little bit of their martial arts background or um, whatever movement influences they have. There's that freedom to be able to use the vinyasa framework um, and, and use the, the vinyasa postures and, and that connecting of breath to movement. But you can sort of bring in influences from other um, movement as well. So I love the, the creativity and the freedom that that brings, but I also love anchoring it in traditional hatha because there's so much beauty in, in the wisdom that's been passed down through the, the ages and so much depth in traditional hatha as well. Okay. Um, um, so I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit of a yoga buffoon. Um, <laughs> what, what does hatha mean? What is the, because people um, so, hatha, but I never really quite know exactly what that yeah. is. So, so the word itself, um, it, it can be, it means forceful or willful, um, but it can also be translated as, as hatha, as in sun and moon. So um, basically it's a, a very old form of yoga that tries to create balance within the body. So um, balancing out the um the feminine and masculine energy, balancing out the energy channels on the two sides of the body um, with the purpose to bring more energy through the, the central major um, energy channel, yeah. which is known as Shashumna Nadi. And um, when more energy travels through that, that's when people sort of talk about Kundalini energy. And, of course, you know, you would know there's always energy flow moving through that but the the purpose is to um bring more energy through that central energy channel Mm. and balance out the two sides as much as possible um but the the force part um that just refers to the effort that is required through the physical practice of postures and that actually evolved um you know back in the day the purpose of the postures was to prepare the body for meditation. Um, and then over time, more and more postures were developed, but there was also the practice of, um, you know, standing on one leg for a really long time, um, not just for the, the purpose of sitting in meditation, but to, to show dedication and show, you know, that grit and focus and determination <laughs> and cul- cultivate those 
yeah. aspects as well. So there was some really interesting kind of practices that evolved into this physical practice of yoga. And, and basically a, a lot of people in this day and age, they actually um, think that Hatha yoga is just a simple style of yoga. Mm. But in actual fact, every style of pretty much every style of physical yoga that we see today um, is a form of Hatha yoga. But um, I think we as humans just like to segregate and separate and <laughs> put into little boxes and do this complete practice of Hatha yoga that has been passed down through the ages that has this beautiful philosophy um, that, you know, looked at health and like not just the postures that, yeah, included so many different facets of the, the practice. We've sort of segregated it and pulled it out to create all these different styles, whereas um, once upon a time they would have all been a part of the same practice and um, people might have gone to a yogi with certain ailments or certain issues or things that they needed to work on and the yogi would have um, sat them down and maybe individual like taken part the parts of the practice that they needed to to work with to find that balance if that makes sense so, yeah oh, i never knew yeah. that That's interesting thank you so you yeah, mentioned so, meditation um mm-hmm. do you do you incorporate meditation into your practice and what sort, what sort of style of meditation do you prefer um yeah so again you know there's so many styles of meditations from, from all over the place but I think a lot of people um, don't actually know that with traditional yoga, meditation is a part of that. Um, so in, in the framework of traditional yoga, there's, there's eight different limbs that we sort of delve into, eight facets. My, my teacher sort of describes them, describes them of like spokes of a wheel. Okay. And, um, you know, if one part of the wheel is broken or not working properly, then the ride is going to be bumpy. So we want to work on all the eight limbs um, to try and make the the travel, the travel is a lot smoother, I guess. Um, so yeah, concentration and meditation are two of those limbs of yoga as well. And um, within that framework, um, there's like candle meditation or different meditations for cultivating focus and awareness. Um, so um, Chakata is the candle folk one-pointed awareness meditation that we do. Um, Chakata can also include focusing on certain points. Um, it includes, uh, you know, one-pointed focus kind of meditations, but um, within the practice of uh, refining and developing awareness and the ability to focus on one point, it's also... That, that's the concentration aspect of the practice, but then we also um, try and learn how to sort of melt away from that concentration into like a softening into to connection and unity, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all of the eight limbs of yoga kind of filter into each other and help make the next limb a little bit easier so in terms of concentration and meditation um the concentration practices whether it's sort of you've done your um, posture of practice and then you might be sitting there and focus on the breath or focus on a candle or focus on one sensation 
in the body and then you, you cultivate that concentration practice, but then you also practice letting that go and melting back into that place of um, softening and connection and union that is yoga. Lovely, lovely. And how yeah. does how does yoga and meditation positively impact our health because we're always told oh you know we should be meditating we should be doing yoga and i think a lot of people are like well yeah i should be but i don't really know what that's going to give me other than taking me away from stuff i have to do so yeah what, yeah. what would you say to people who are sort of not quite uh -huh. sure about the impact well, the, the thing is, I mean, there's that saying, I can't remember exactly what it is, but if you, if you, if you don't have, um, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes to do meditation, you should be doing half an hour because um, it, it like if you are worried about it taking time away from work or um, different things that you have to do, it, it actually increases your productivity and focus um, so much. It, helps to, in, like if you're doing it regularly and for long enough, um, I think it only takes eight weeks for this to start showing up if you're doing it regularly, but it increases the brain, the grey matter um, in your brain. So it really helps with um, that focus and memory and um, self-awareness and awareness of what's you know going on around you in the moment. It sort of cultivates that sense of, presence in your life and I think so much so many of us live in our heads all the time and there's so much chatter going on in our brains that we um we forget that like real life exists in the present moment and um that that's where the beauty of life is you know those moments with your kids or your family members or your friends or going for a walk and seeing the beautiful birds sort of so it helps to create more of those moments where you're really experiencing life. And I think that is just one of the most valuable things that you could ever do for yourself. Um, but other than that, the, the, the list just goes on, like better sleep, um, like blood pressure, like can go down if you have a meditation practice. Um, uh, reduce stress, anxiety, depression, like it helps to regulate our emotions. And I think in this world, so many of us um, suffer from, you know, varying forms and levels of anxiety and depression just because of how crazy and hectic life can get. So it's a way of regulating that and reclaiming our life, basically. That's a great explanation. I think you're absolutely right there. I couldn't agree more because we've suddenly life has just increased in pace massively very mm. very quickly and we as humans haven't really had time to adapt and develop properly to that you know we went yeah, from having absolutely. to wait for a week for a, to someone answer our letter um or you know even longer for a smoke signal i don't know <laughs> um, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly fax and then suddenly email where you're expected to respond absolutely instantly and we kind of get sucked yeah. into the doing without ever taking a step back and taking time for ourselves, And I know yeah. on a personal viewpoint, I, I meditate regularly and there are days where I'm like, I'm too busy to do this. And those are the days that I absolutely make myself take the time out because mm -hmm. I am in such better frame after I've meditated and I actually get much more done. So it's absolutely spot on. That's a great explanation. Yeah. Um, so with regards to yoga, um, I know a lot of people tend to 
before all this happened. Um, there was a lot of you know, people go to yoga classes. Uh, is online yoga just as effective as going to an actual sort of physical class? I think it depends on um, how it's presented. So if it's a teacher just sort of taking you through the movements, then I would say no. But if it's an experienced teacher that um, can pay attention to the details and has a, has a picture in their head of what a full... Um, a full class of people would really feel like and then they're imagining that the different things that usually happen in people's bodies and they're really really good at giving um, cues then I think yes um, one of the things that because um, community is so important as well and one of the things that I'm trying to do with my online studio at the moment is find ways to create that sense of community um so that's not missing that's not missing from the experience so um i'm current i'm currently transitioning my studio over to a new um, upgraded platform and at the moment i've got a facebook group um that i'm going to put a program into the online platform as well which will be like a community forum there where there'll be um lives and like some live meditations and things like that live talks where um people can sort of feel like they're connecting with a community as well um so i think that that's the difference between an online studio where it's just the classes filmed and that's it or yeah. um the classes filmed with real people in mind and just trying to replicate a bit of that community as well yeah and there's that, there's yeah. that connection as well because i mean i know I, I fall and pray to that. Oh, I'll just YouTube some free, you know, 10 minute yoga exercise or longer yoga. Um, and you do it for a while and then you're like, I'm bored of this. Cause it's just, I don't really know if I'm doing it mm. wrong. And yeah, yeah. No, none of that connection or interaction. So I, I yeah. think playing with regards to that, that's a really good, good point. Yeah. Um, there's, there's definitely things that I would recommend going to a workshop to learn though. Um, because there's certain things where if you just try it yourself at home and you have never done it before, um, like a headstand, for example, I would not recommend students <laughs> to just go ahead and try that because that's something that probably needs a, a little bit more attention to detail yeah. and a bit of, you know, personal like, touch style support yeah. to, to learn it safely. But, um, yeah, I think a, a good online studio will take that and can into consideration and suggest that students go off and learn that in a workshop kind of environment or um, occasionally provide in-person workshops that people can go to. Yeah. Cool, because I know certainly my other half is a chiropractor and we, we, we often oh. sort of hear people, um, you know, come in with sports injuries and yoga as well, because there's this, there's this mindset of this no pain, no gain scenario. And so they take mm. this approach too far because they haven't been yeah. taught not to and then it, it all goes tits up so it's a really good i think it's a really good thing to have a teacher with you online or in person just to just to guide you through that because it can mm. it can be quite particularly some of the moves can be if you're doing it wrong you're going to do yourself a mischief yeah yeah and that there's a lot of um a lot of detailed cues to, to make sure that people are doing things safely and correctly um and i feel like in this day and age 
the practice has been so watered down in some in instances. It's become more like this exercise class where it's, yeah, like you said, this go, 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 yeah. you know, push to limit um, mentality. But yoga should be practiced with such a level of awareness that you're in tune with the signals your body is giving you and you're, you're stopping well before that point of injury. Yeah. Um, and I think if teachers were really, really stressing the importance of that, I think most of the injuries that we see popping up because of yoga just would not be in existence. Yeah. yeah. So what advice do you have for people? <laughs> when I've invited people to yoga classes in the past, I get to you hear this, oh, no, I'm not bendy enough. Oh, I couldn't do that. I'm not flexible <laughs> enough. And they don't go because they've got this. They've got this fear of being really embarrassed by not being able to, mm. you know, wrap their legs around their head or whatever. What advice do you have for people? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so you going? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you do hear this a lot, <laughs> and um. <laughs> It's uh, it's just so funny because um, uh, yoga is a journey and we have to start somewhere. Of course, you know, if we want to do anything in life, we can't expect to look like someone that's been doing it for 10 years, you know. Um, so I think it's about finding the right class and the, the right teacher that is going to make you feel comfortable about where you are at and, and the sort of class that makes you feel um, that make, makes you realise that you shouldn't be comparing yourself to other people. Yoga is your own personal um, journey. It's a very internal practice and um, you should be practising just, yeah, focusing on what it feels like within you, um, focusing on, you know, the cues and the breath and, and just drawing your attention inwards rather than worrying about what other people are doing around you in the room. Um, and a good teacher should make you feel really comfortable with that and really yeah, comfortable with where you're at and remind you of this because sometimes, you know, you might forget and um, start worrying, worrying about other people in the room, but you sh should not be doing that. And we've got to start somewhere. Yeah. And the thing is, um, like that, that nowadays there's like chair yoga, which is adapted to people that, you know, have lost mobility or, you know, have, had injuries and the practices adapted to a chair so there's so much out there now in so many different classes um, that will meet you wherever you're at and I think it's just about I think a lot of people get put off as well because they might get told that yoga is a, a great thing to do by their doctor or physio or whoever and then they'll go to like the local power yoga class where it's just all like push 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 to the limits and then they just get totally scared off because they're in this room of um 18 year olds in like bikini yoga wear like kind of thing year olds in bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's that, that that's not what yoga is about yoga is about meeting you where you're at and um supporting you on your own personal journey and making you feel comfortable just yeah meeting you wherever you're at basically oh, that's a lovely way of putting it and i know there's also um 
the fear of farting as well. Um, but here's good news, people. If you do it online, no one will hear you. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yes. Um, what sort of successes have you seen, Claire? Oh, well, recently, um, one of the, the big things that I've seen is uh, I've been working with my grandma lately because I've been um, upgrading my studies lately and um, in doing yoga therapy studies as well. Okay. Um, so yoga therapy is, is basically sort of diving into working with people with more injuries and different conditions and things like that. Um, and it's, it's through these studies of yoga therapy, it's really confirmed my belief of how powerful yoga can really be mm. for people um, in terms of healing and um, rehabilitation. But my grandma, she, um, she had declined to a point where she needed a, 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 a knee replacement. Okay. And, um, but because she's 90 years old now, they basically said that they weren't going to do it and that her knee would just decline from here on out and that's it. And she declined to a point where um, previously she'd been able to garden and walk up and down the stairs, but then she'd gotten to a point where she'd have to really grab onto the rail and it would take her a while to get down the stairs and she just couldn't garden anymore. And then I... Um, in the online studio, I put up some chair yoga classes and she started doing them at home. And um, for a while she was sort of doing it and then not doing it and doing it and not doing it. And then through that, she started to realize, oh, I feel actually a lot better when I do it. And then fr from that realization that it was making a difference, she started to do it regularly nearly every day. And then she got to a point where she's now walking up and down the stairs with ease without the rail. Mm -hmm. And she's now spending about 20 minutes in the garden, able to bend down and um, pick things up and, and do gardening. She's just, she's so happy that she's just, been <laughs> she won't shut up about it. She's just so excited. And oh, it's just, wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's about quality of life, isn't it? So it's yeah, quality yeah. of life for as long as you can. That's awesome. That's an awesome success. I love a personal success. Yeah. <laughs> so what are your plans for the rest of the year, Claire? Um, so as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm currently transitioning the studio to a new upgraded platform. So that, that's the, the first step for the rest of the year. Um, and then it just building that and, as I said, working out ways to cultivate a sense of community with it a lot more. And I'm going to start just doing some retreats and workshop-type events as well, and I've been thinking about actually um, working out a way to do virtual retreats mm. as well. So um, it'll just be, yeah, working on the online studio and just building that and going from there and that's that's pretty much it for the rest of the year wonderful wonderful so claire where can people go to find out a little bit more about you um so you can go to my website which is mandalatreyoga.com um or i've got um facebook and instagram as well i can't quite remember the right i will <laughs> put the links in the comments <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be great sorry you don't search for yourself, so you don't really know what you're... <laughs> I know, I know you don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically website, um, Instagram and um, Facebook are the main places, yeah. 
wonderful. So like I said, I will put the links to that in the comments so people can check it out. So before we finish, Claire, I know you've got a couple of little things you're going to treat us with. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, well, I, I thought I would do a, a little sequence that helps to release tension through the neck and shoulders, just because that's one area that we, we tend to store a lot of tension, especially if we spend a lot of time at um, desks or sitting on couches and things like that, as we, most of us do yeah. <laughs> for most of the day, <laughs> even me these days as well. Um, Traditional yoga actually includes a lot of uh, like joint rotations with the purpose of trying to get the synovial fluid moving through the joints. And I think that's why my grandma's program has been so effective because it sort of um, moved around those fluids and sort of built up the muscles around the support. So, um, yeah, a little sequence sort of based on this traditional like rotation type movements, which are really nice preparation for other postures as well and doing other postures safely and then I thought we'd just do some very very simple um, breath work techniques because um, in terms of just bringing us back into the moment and just bringing back that sense of clarity and reducing anxiety um, breath work is just so incredibly effective for that so yeah. so they give you something simple awesome awesome let's do it okay um, I will be all right <laughs> So let's start by closing our eyes and we'll just start to shift from side to side so that we're feeling the sit bones underneath us. We're grounding down through those sit bones and then come to a still. And then we'll just draw our attention up the spine and create a bit of length, lifting up to the crown of the head. And let's just do a really quick body scan, just noticing where we're holding tension in the body. And as we come across an area of tension, let's just tune in for a moment, see if we can allow some of that tension to melt away. And once the body's feeling a little bit more settled, you can open your eyes if you like, or you can keep them closed just to keep that deep sense of internal focus. So you can start to tune into how you're feeling in this moment. And as we move into a little bit of movement through the neck and shoulders, just make sure that you're paying attention to how you're feeling. And if anything doesn't feel quite right, just pull back and come to your center. So let's start by dropping the right ear over to the right shoulder. Just gently draw the left shoulder down towards the floor. And if that feels okay, we can bring the right hand onto the head and just gently press down until we feel a stretch through the side of the neck. And let's just stay for two full deep breaths. As you inhale, let the belly rise and expand. And as you exhale, the belly button falls back towards the spine. Stay for one more breath. And then after this breath, just release the head slightly and we'll just turn the nose down towards the floor. So we're sort of bringing the head on a little bit of an angle. And then just gently press down on the head. So we're now feeling that stretch through the side of the neck has moved back. 
Take two deep breaths here. One more deep inhale. And exhale, release. Coming back to straight spine. And just pause for a moment to notice any unevenness through those mu muscles in the neck. It's really nice to pause and notice up to one side so you can become aware of the effect that the practice is having. And then coming over to the other side, left ear to left shoulder, right shoulder draws down to the floor. We'll take our left hand and place it on top of the head. And if it feels okay, you can start to press down to increase the stretch and we'll stay for two deep breaths. One more deep inhale. And exhale completely. And then release the head slightly, drop the nose down towards the floor. And then we'll press down on the head again. So we're feeling that stretch move back in the neck and hold for two deep breaths. Inhale, let the belly rise and expand like a balloon. And exhale, belly button falls back towards the spine. And releasing the head, come back to the center. We'll pause for a moment just to feel the two sides equalizing. And then let's drop the chin down to the chest. Just make sure the spine is still straight. The shoulders are just gently drawing back and down. So we're bringing the chin down to the chest and that might be enough for some people. But if that, if that feels good for you, place both hands on top of the head this time. We start to press down until we feel a stretch through the back of the neck, moving down through the upper spine. And we'll just stay for two deep breaths. One more deep inhale and exhale completely. And coming back up to straight spine and straight away, let's bring our fingertips to our shoulders. As we inhale, we're going to draw the elbows forward. See if you can move them towards each other as much as you can. And then as you exhale, circle the elbows back and squeeze the scapular bones together as you draw the elbows down. Let's do five shoulder rolls like this. Inhale, the elbows come forward and up. And exhale, tracing the elbows back, squeezing the scapular bones together. Inhale, elbows drawing forward and up. Exhale, elbows trace back. Two more circles and we're just trying to coordinate the movement with a deep, even breath. And one more circle. Squeeze the scapular bones back and down the spine. 
release the arms. We're just going to scoop the arms out to the side, clasp the hands together, and then flip the palms up towards the ceiling and stretch out through the elbows at the same time, draw the shoulders back and down the spine. And then we'll tune in for two deep, even breaths. Breathing in, exhale, tracing the arms out to the side and just let the arms hang for a moment and just notice how you're feeling. Notice if there's any subtle differences. And then let's move into a little bit of just simple breath work. And just remember that all of us have different lung capacities. So just adapt the practice to you and remember that we don't want to feel any sort of strain. Don't want to feel like we're having to struggle for breath. So just shorten the breath as much as you need to, to be fully comfortable. So let's take an inhale, but we're just going to inhale halfway and then pause. Inhale all of the way and pause. And then take a long, smooth exhalation. So we're just trying to make this breath as long as we can whilst keeping it comfortable. So inhale half of the way, pause. Inhale all of the way and pause. Long, smooth exhalation. Empty the lungs completely and then we start again. Inhale half of the way, pause. Inhale all of the way and pause. Long, smooth exhalation. And then we continue on like this. So you can choose to stay with this as it is or you might like to start breaking up the inhale into three parts. So if you want to break it up into three parts, we go inhale a third of the way, pause. Inhale a third of the way, pause. Inhale all of the way, hold the breath in for a moment and then smooth, long exhalation, emptying the lungs completely. And then let's just do three more rounds of whatever version that we're finding the most comfortable. And we'll do it in silence so we can really pay attention to the details, the sense that we're expanding and opening up the lungs. And just remember to adapt it to your lung capacity so it's feeling quite easy and comfortable. But there's still a sense that you're moving towards a deeper breath and just helping to gently expand the lung capacity. We should be arriving at our last round 
very shortly. So we inhale part of the way, pause. Inhale, pause. Inhale, all of the way, hold the breath in. Long, smooth exhalation, empty the lungs completely. And then just let the breath return back to normal. Just notice if there's a little more freedom in the movement of the breath. Notice if there's any differences in how you're feeling. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes if they're closed. And there we go. That was good. I enjoyed that. Lots of clunking and clicking with the elbow over the shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how everyone else felt about that, but um, certainly after the, the, the shoulder circles, I felt after we, when we pause, I could feel like it's a rush of blood flow through my arms. Um, and with the breathing, I certainly feel a lot more kind of energized and awake now. Just that little, mm -hmm. that little section of breathing. That's awesome. People will either feel more energized and awake, or sometimes the, the breath work will make them feel like they want to go sleep and but they'll have a good sleep. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's brilliant. Oh, Claire, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. And I look forward to seeing you again very soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, lovely to see you too. Absolute pleasure. Wonderful. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me in a review so I can keep the awesome stuff coming your way. And if you aren't already following me on social media, come and soak up the extra inspiration by following me on facebook.com forward slash Claire Turner EFT or visiting my website at claireturnereft.com. Now, just so you're aware, I'm very greedy. Claire has everything in it. C-L-A-I-R-E. I appreciate you so much and I cannot wait to connect with you again in the next episode. In the meantime, be awesome.